The second half of chapter 6 in Romans um, is entitled Slaves to Righteousness in my Bible. And uh, really talking about slavery and, um, you know, when we started this discussion, Julianne, you you really mentioned that was something that stuck out to you. And I want to kind of focus on this second part here, the slaves concept. Let's just, in general, let's just share uh, in what way we are slaves before Christ. Um, let's, let's just let's get that covered first, because to be human, and really, what what the way I understand this is that we are slaves, no matter what, no matter where you are spiritually, we are all slaves. In some way. So, how are we slaves before Christ? Tyler, I'll let you go first. Like, are you mean that like we're slaves to Christ and righteousness, or like, like before before we find Christ, before we be, you know become saved, receive okay. Christ? How are we slaves before that? Okay. Um, I guess you could say in a way it's like because sin is working in our lives and we're not and we're doing the will of sin. So we're like slaves to sin. Yeah, so it's like, and instead of like us doing what we want, it seems like directing directing us where to go, like telling us what to do. So it's not, we're making our own choices, it's like. Whether you like it or not, whether you think you're choosing it or not, you are a slave to that prior to Christ. That's kind of, that's your thought there. Julianne, what do you think? Before Christ, in what ways are we slaves um, I'm looking here at like verse 20 it says when you were slaves to sin you were free from the control of righteousness and I know for me when I was a slave to sin um, you know there were times I felt like I was free because I felt like well I don't need to be, I don't need to have rules and mm-hmm. I have freedom of choice so I felt like I felt like I was free but at the same time when I was a slave to sin I you know, there were times I did feel like I was in bondage and I was always, you know, had the same struggles or you'd wake up and you'd try real hard to do it again right the next day and I would do it all over again. Or then, like, one thing, it just was a cycle and it rolled into the next and it just kept snowballing out of control. And um, I felt like I was bound by the things I was doing also. Now, when did you come to Christ? Like, how old were you? Honestly... You know, it was one of those things where, again, I grew up in the church, and, you know, I, I was fake, and I put on a nice show for years, but outside, I'd, I'd sing yeah, in church, like and I'd go home, and I would thing. do something else, yeah, this on the way home. But honestly, it wasn't until I was in about my 20s that I, you know, finally decided mm-hmm. what I and wanted I to do. I made a commitment to that. You know, I think, for, for me, it's a hard thing, because um, thinking about before Christ... I was raised in a Christian home, and I and I did receive Christ at a young age, and really kind of stuck to that. Um, so I, when I look back, um, you know, I was living morally the life of a Christian before I even received Christ, because that's the way I was raised. That was, I mean, you know, that's the way I was taught, and you know, this, you know, drinking, smoking, swearing. I mean, all that stuff was bad. Didn't do it. I I I kept. From that, you know, obviously I was young, too. That, that kind of helped. And then made a commitment to Christ. And then, you know, kept that going. Um, 
but still there there's a before Christ there there's a bondage and a lot of times you know people resist coming to Christ because they think they're going to put themselves into bondage and they don't realize the bondage that they're already in um, Arvel what do you see as really the slavery the bondage that we're in before Christ you know in what ways are we slaves I think of slavery I just think of an individual that has no control of oneself you know they have to be told when to eat when not to when to sleep when to get up when to do work and before Christ I think that's kind of basically you know what you're dealing with you may like Julian said control some of the things that you're doing but you don't because you're being ruled by your flesh you're a slave it's telling you hey let's go do this now you know no I don't want to do this yeah you're gonna do this so let's go do this you know and then you know you just you just have to you follow into that because you don't have an option you know you've been beaten down by that master so you say kind of you're almost a slave to yourself yeah like a slave to what you want right you're 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 a slave to your flesh your mm-hmm. flesh is dragging you around. It's almost like having a dog collar on, and it's pulling you left and right, right and left, and you have no control of the direction and where you want to go. You know where you want to go, but since that you're a slave to your flesh, you don't have a choice. I think that reminds me of what I was talking to you about, was when I was a slave to sin when I was in my teenage years, I, I was involved in some things I desperately wanted out of, and in my head I knew that I wanted out. But I couldn't. Like, I just, you know, and every night I'm like, oh, why am I doing this again? I'm doing it again. And I desperately wanted to stop, but I couldn't. Because the reasons that I was doing things were things that I needed to be freed from. But only Jesus now, could did it, free me it, from it, Did it start out like that? Or did you have to come to a place, like, did you start off thinking you're in control? And then it came to a place where you wanted to stop and you couldn't? Yeah, pretty much. So it's it's and not it just, like something right away that you realize. You don't realize your bondage or your slavery to those desires until until it was out of until control. Until you want to out of control. Or you until want I saw bigger consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it wasn't so bad, and maybe you'd get a small consequence. But then someday when I realized that I don't want to be involved anymore, but I can't get out of it anymore either, that was that was true slavery to me, and I couldn't live my own life of freedom and walk away from that because at the same time. I claimed to be a Christian. So when I wanted to walk away from that, you know, I had Satan constantly reminding me, well, you can't. You can't go tell people that you're really a Christian. It's too late. You can't turn around to stop what you're doing because you're too deep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great verse that you, you quoted there from uh, verse 20. When you're slaves to sin, you are free from the control of righteousness. Um, what That is a powerful statement right there when you were slaves to sin so you were, you were slaves to something but you were free from righteousness so basically saying you know the choice here is are you a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness either way you're a slave to something there there is no you know freedom from everything in this life you're either a slave to one thing or slave to another when it says you were free you are free from righteousness or the control of righteousness. You know, you're free from something good mm-hmm. and you're a slave to something bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Right. And when you choose Christ, you're you're now submitting yourselves as a slave to righteousness 
and then freed from the bondage of sin and sin's you know power in your life. Um, that's a that's a great verse. I'm glad you pointed that out, and uh, you know that that kind of summarizes this whole section here. Any other thoughts as as we think about um, you know that transition to being a slave to righteousness? Um, in what ways? What do we give up as we become slaves to righteousness? Um, because I think it's a um, again, we'll talk about this in a, more in a little bit, the concept of bondservant versus servant. Um, but as you find Christ and that slavery, that, uh, that bond or submission changes, how does that change as we find Christ and how does that shift? Uh, I'll let you kind of... I just love the analogy of slavery because... Um, we actually did a college of black studies class and stuff, and I love reading about uh, uh, black history. And I think the only difference, well, not the only difference, but one of the major differences is you switch owners. Owners, you've, you're still a slave, but it's a different type of slavery. You, you've, been, you've been transferred ownership. Now, it's no longer the flesh is, your, is the master, and God is the master, <clears throat> and you are a servant of him. But the difference between the flesh and God is that the flesh is not giving you options. God is like, well, okay, you, you want to go work over there? Go ahead, work over there. That's fine. I don't think that's a wise decision, but you go do what you want to do. And then you come back, ah, oh, that wasn't good. No. You know, as, as slaves, they didn't have that option. The master would tell them, you're going to go pick the cotton over here. And this is what I want you to do. Well, you know, Master, I think that, you know, this time of year to pick the cotton is not a good year. We should wait. No, you're going to go do what I want. And then when it comes out wrong, you're still suffering the consequences of that action. So now the ownership has been switched. So you can do what you want to do. And, but God has the, this Master has better interest for you. He is, he is your best interest at hand. If that slave, that master didn't have your best interest at hand previously, but you're just passing ownership off to someone else. You know? And it's, it's a better ownership. You're, right. you're happy about this owner. You know? there were, there was, back in that time, and I keep going back to the slavery in black history, there were masters who actually were in that sense where they, had, they took slaves in, but only for the sense to free them. Right. from the bondage. Yeah. So they were still had they were under someone, but they still had the freedom that these other people who are walking around that have these other owners. You know. It's it's the difference where the one the one owner cares about Right. He cares about the welfare the and the well being of that individual. And the other person the other one doesn't looks at them as property. the slaves yeah. and the property. You're a property of mine. This is your mind. You're gonna do this, you're gonna move where I want you to go. You know. And God is certainly that better you know, put it in kind of a business world, you know, if, you know, you were, you know, some, if either you yourself had this enormous responsibility that was failing, it wasn't working, it wasn't being successful, and somebody comes along, guaranteed can turn that co company around, mm -hmm. make it profitable, better your income, better everything about you, better better everything, you know, would you give up that control to this other person so that you could all be very successful? And that's really what we're, you know, we look at God, 
God has got the answers. God knows what's best for you. God cares more for us probably than we care for ourselves, if we really think about it. Um, and we just have to give that over to Him, give Him that control. And um, we are transferring slavery, but it's willfully. Mm-hmm. And we're deciding who the Master is. You know, Before Christ comes in, it's determined for us who is in control and who the who we're slave to right. is kind of predetermined. But everybody has that choice to transfer that over to somebody that's going to better their life, that's going to make everything better and improve things and, and know what to do. Julian, what are your thoughts as we think about becoming a slave to righteousness? What what do we what happens as we transfer that? Um, that sense of slavery. Well, for me, that was a tough one because I always like to be in control and live in the moment and have fun and do whatever I want, regardless of the consequences. You know, he used to always tell me that I, I had no fear. Like, I had no common sense or even a healthy sense of fear. I just did what I wanted, and I didn't care what the consequence was going to be. So for me, when I was thinking about or knowing what I needed to do, I was I didn't want to give up that control. I wanted to still do what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the middle. I wanted to be a Christian and, you know, have certain benefits of being a Christian, but I still wanted to do my own thing too. And you can't do that. You ha- you have to choose. You have to like you said, you either one or the other, but you can't be both you can't have both masters. So I think for me just having to give up give up and say that I've had enough and I got to the point that I messed up my life so badly that there was nothing left. You know, there was nothing left. So I really messed up. So I needed to switch masters and just have a sense of um, it's not about me anymore. I've messed up my life enough, and I needed to trust that God could fix it because God said He loved me enough and He wanted to fix it. And I know for me, my turning point was um, scripture that says, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give the desire, give you the desires of your heart. So that's when I was like, wow, I never knew that verse existed, actually. And um, so many people think that to follow Christ is to live a miserable life and right. do things that you don't want to do. I thought and all the, the Bible's message is so contrary to that, that God wants us to enjoy Life. God wants us to do things that we enjoy. God wants us to be successful for Him in places that we want to be. We're not all going to go to some, you know, remote tribe and, you know, you know, wear some, you know, tribal get-up and be missionaries if, if that's not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not all destined to some horrible, confining thing that we're going to hate um, God really wants us to be happy in this life. And that's the other thing. A lot of Christians think, uh, or people think that, uh, not just Christians, but everybody, that um, you know, it means that you're just going to be miserable in this life and then until heaven, and then it's going to be cool. You know, you're going to suffer now, and then in heaven it's going to be cool. Uh, but God actually says that He wants to give us a hundred times as much um, in this life and the next. God wants to better our life and make us more happy now as well as in the future it's not like you know we're putting in our dues we're we're suffering for a little while but then eternity is going to be great god really wants to make it better now for us and those that find christ and really draw close to him 
you know, understand how much better life can be as we draw close to him. Tyler, what do you think as uh, we think about transferring our bondage to righteousness um, from sin to righteousness? Uh, what does that look like for, for us? Well, like he said, it's just you're going from one master that treats you badly to another one that treats you great. Uh, <clears throat> like even though you're a slave to your righteousness, you still got to like do some of the work and everything and like try and like bring other people to Christ or at least try and help them to. It doesn't take away our effort. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just different. Like instead of going and like doing this and being led around by the flesh, like he said, you're more being led by the spirit, which is better because you're trying to do good in the world. You know, it's interesting that everybody's talking about bondage to self, and um, you know, so so many times we like to pin the blame on, you know, a spiritual force or, you know, the devil made me do it. And, um, but really, everybody's kind of saying, you know, that it's ourselves that give in to sin and that, that control us. And really, if you think about it, Satan, and I think he, he plays to, to our own uh, selfish desires. I want to thank you for joining us in our video discussion. Uh, we've been discussing Romans chapter 6 with Tyler, Julianne, and Arvell. And uh, I'd like to just remind you that you can go to our website, thedailycharge.com. Uh, that's where you can download all of our devotional videos, as well as our reading plans, which uh, we've actually got a revised reading plan that now is uh, kind of a modified version of the revised common lectionary, uh, which many denominations use to travel through Scripture throughout the year and also if you would have any questions about any of the discussion video um, any of the things we've talked about or just any of the passages of scripture that you've been reading i'd invite you to to email your questions to pastor scott at cwcmilton.org uh, we'd love to respond to your questions maybe even air them on the next video again we're glad that you could participate by watching this video and we hope to see you next time have a great day.